0: Welcome to the Boonville Worship Center Sermon Podcast.
1: Um, The first thing that's on my mind is I got a message after church last week that um, one of the little girls over here said that she was up here at the altar and she felt the physical wind of the Holy Spirit. She felt the physical wind of the Holy Spirit. She looked up. There was no kids around her. There was nobody that just walked by her. Um, I want to hear these stories. I want to hear, I want you to message me or one of these guys, but I want to hear what God is doing because it's the little, it's the little recognizings of him moving and that we recognize that it's him and that we get on board and we're excited that he is in the room instead of reasoning away and saying it was just probably me. I don't believe that God has a problem with us just reaching out and risk and saying, God, is that you? Let's stand. Let's put our hands up in the air. Let's put our hands up in the air. Let's get out of our box and say, power come. Holy Spirit, power come come below. We don't see where the wind blows and we don't know what it looks like. But whenever I walked in this morning, it's like I saw like the swooshing of the wind in and out of people. And we just, we just give permission for you to respond to the power of the Holy Spirit. We no longer want to just like stay in a hard place like, oh, get me with, catch me if you can kind of a thing. No, we say, God, we're here for it today. We want you. Holy Spirit, power come. All right, I'm going to ask you to do one more thing. (sighs) Somebody's not going to like this, but that's okay i need you to move to where you can physically take a step we're going to do a prophetic act so if everybody that's in a, a, in an aisle or in a row get out to where and you're going to be scrunched up it's okay if we're close to people it's okay if you want to come up here to the altar i need you to get will everybody in the room please get to where you can physically take a step we are going to do a prophetic act saying god we're choosing to step in we are choosing to step in all right so here we go on three we're gonna it's a choice that i'm coming to into where he is at and i'm taking a step away from where i was before it is a new season we are shifting and i feel like this is just a prophetic gax and god i am in even though my flesh feels weak and even though my mind feels weak and i don't know what the heck i'm doing i say i'm in I do not want to miss what God is doing because we are in a very, very, I am saying the most, probably the most prophetic season that I've ever experienced at Boomba Worship Center. And I've been here since 1990. Okay? We're going to take a step and let's position our wholeheartedness into this step with faith. Say, God, I'm doing it in faith on your mark set go on three. One, one two three i'm in come on yes god yes god you can go back to your seat but i do not want to lose the momentum of what god is doing here it's really really important in this season that we stay engaged with what god is saying and doing And it's going to take a purposed action and heart and willingness. And It's going to take you to be on purpose to do this because we can miss it. Let's not pretend that our casual approach to the Lord, in his sovereignty, he can do what he wants. But guys, I am telling you, he is calling us to choose him deeper. And I am telling you, Today, if you choose yes, your life will never be the same. I am prophesying that your life will never, ever be the same. We are about to enter a 21-day fast that I, with my whole heart, know that God is repositioning us for the thing that is about to come. So years and years ago, um, there, was, there was a really fun season where... Um, we did a lot of conference hopping and people were around our area and me and the girls, we would hop in the car and we would do, we would drive there on Fridays, come home. We drive there on Saturdays and come home. I remember we were at this little bitty church. I don't even think it exists anymore. And I think it was Carma, Illinois. Um, it was where Rick Pino was at. Remember that little bitty church? I'm pretty sure it was Karma, Illinois. And after the service, somebody said, I want to introduce you to somebody. And so whoever it was that introduced me brought me to this little old lady. And they said, Laura, you have to meet her. Her name's Mama Bunny. Okay, let me give you a little precursor to this. I got saved in 1990. I was 19 years old and I was married, had been married. We had been married for about two or three years and I was deep in sin. And it was a really radical salvation experience. I mean, mine was whenever I went to the altar, I felt the physical weight. It felt like millions of pounds was lifted off my shoulders whenever I went to the altar and repented. It was a really radical salvation experience. I was away out of town at a conference that my mom paid for that she knew in her spirit. this I need to get my girl there. And she was right because that day changed my life forever. And I remember calling Scott on the phone, literally after I got off the ground and the service ended. I went to the payphone back then and I called Scott and I said, I did it. I'm serving him. And so I did with my whole heart. And we ended up at this church the very next Sunday. I remember I, I knew I was supposed to like pay tithes or something, but I really wasn't even sure all about it. So I remember all I had was $20. I put $20 in, 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 the, in the offering. And from that moment on, I was all in. Fast forward to 1995, I, I wanna give you this because I've, fast forward to 1995, the Brownsville revival hits. Cindy Byers went to church here for years and her dad, her stepdad, Dick Rubin, was a part of that movement. And Dick Rubin was sending Cindy all of these VHS videos. This was the next thing that marked my life because I was introduced to the presence of the Lord. Not that the presence of the Lord wasn't here, because it was. There was freedom in this place even back in that day. But I was introduced to a, a, the presence of the Lord in a way that wrecked me for life. It marked me forever. Once I tasted that intimacy and the radical touch of God, I mean, I, that was all that I wanted. Those girls from Brownsville came to Evansville. Evansville. Went to that service in Evansville, I was so excited. I don't even think excited is the right word because I was so desperate to feel God in a way. Like I knew there was more. It's like once you touch God, you know that nothing else is going to satisfy and you know there's always more. And so I remember going to that service with such expectation. I cannot get to Brownsville, but Brownsville is here. And you can disagree with me all day long, but I am telling you there's anointings on different places all around the earth that we are allowed to tap into and receive the glory that is on them. Just like people can come here and tap into what God is doing here and there's a release into them of what God's doing here. Okay, so anyway, I go to that service, go to the altar, crying out, God, I want more, I want more, and I just got up the way I, I, I knelt down, and I went back to my seat, and I was really disappointed, and Cindy Byers is like, oh, Lord, you need to have this little man pray for you, I'm sitting there, and I'm feeling sad, and like, God, God, I do not want to leave this place, I do not want to leave this place, Every person in this room needs an encounter with God. I'm not saying every Sunday that we come in and get radically wrecked. I am not saying that because it may be just a few times of these radical encounters. But guys, they mark you forever and they push you towards the next season. So I, Cindy's like, oh, Lori, let this little man pray for you. Guys, I kid you not, I stood up out of that seat and a lightning bolt from heaven hit me in the gut and I fell on the ground and I started travailing, did not even know what that was, but I started travailing and it did not end all through the night. I remember going home late and getting in bed and like travailing and jerking and like what the heck is this? But I kind of didn't even care because all I knew it was God. I heard angels, remember? Remember? never heard angels before and never heard angels then but that night whenever i was on the floor i know i just told this story but you guys act like you haven't heard it so i appreciate your your kindness <laughs> i remember just being like just you know the snot and the tears and like you're just like it's more than what your physical body can even like like understand or know and I remember crawling up off of the ground and Esther Lynn Neff was standing right there and her my hair's like everywhere and I'm like Esther do you hear those angels And she's like well no honey I don't oh my god I must really be hearing angels that moment marked me forever and I believe that that night I'm not saying that I have a call to intercession like some people do because some y'all some y'all have a call to intercession that is only what I desire to have. Nonetheless, nonetheless, there was a mantle of intercession that was put on my life, even though I didn't understand it. I feel the presence of the Lord, guys, because right now, that is right now. That the God was birthing is being like coming out of the birth canal right now. And your choice, yes or no, matters. Your wholeheartedness or your half-heartedness matters. It not only matters to this body, it matters to what's happening in your home. It matters what's being sent down to your kids. It's mattering to how your kids are grown and how they think. Like our yes matters. And so I began to just let God pray through me in this way. And then, you know, I, I you know what I mean? It's like the intercessors kind of come together and, and, you know, we, I, anyway, I don't even want to get into that, but I'm just saying there was a season of deep crying out for revival. Like every fiber in my meat being was like, God, okay, back to that little church in Carmel, Illinois. The church service was o- over, and I think the lights were out, and this is Mama Bunny, Lori. You need to meet her, and so I meet Mama Bunny. And she said, well, hey, honey, how are you? Where are you from? I said, well, we, we Pastor Boonville Worship Center, live in Newburgh. She said, oh, honey, and Mom, where does Mama Bunny even live? Somewhere in Kentucky. I don't know if it's someone's bro, but she doesn't even live in Indiana. Guys, this wrecks me. And it's so important that we feel what God is doing. She said, oh honey, she said, me and my friend, we were in Boonville a couple years ago. And she said, we were walking around that that uh um the square up there, yes. She said, we were walking around the, courthar- the, the courthouse and we were decreeing and declaring over Boonville and we were decreeing and declaring over Warwick County. And she said, you know what happened? She said, a feather fell from heaven right where we were at. She said, I still have that feather in my Bible. And I remember walking away, because you know, there's, there's something about like whenever you're in that place of intercession and you're crying out, you feel like you're just moving heaven and hell. And even though I didn't know what I was doing, but there's this strength and power that you feel whenever, all of a sudden, whenever I talked to Mama Benny, it was like all of a sudden I felt really small, but not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. this reality of decades of intercession, decades of intercession over this land, decades of intercession over you and over me. Mama Bunny doesn't even live here yet. God called her here on a prayer assignment for you. This is what I think that it's supposed to look like. This is what revival looks like. Wholeheartedness. No Mixture, this thing of us being established in our identity of sons and daughters is absolutely vital. And I feel like that this is where we've been caught up in. God, um, no, the enemy has stunted our growth because we don't know who we are as sons and daughters for lots of reasons. Some of us didn't have moms and dads to even show us what it looks like. Some of us believed a lie, so we lived, we lived a life through drugs and alcohol and finding love in all the wrong places. This call to identity in Him, this is first and foremost what has to sweep across. I've already told you my story. I, I'm, we're all still growing in our identity. But I am saying, you fight for your identity because I guarantee you that the enemy is fighting to keep you uh, as an orphan. I feel like I'm just, I don't even know how to define it, but it, it looks like you knowing and me knowing what I'm called to and doing it wholeheartedly with the mustard seed of faith, even though we really don't fully know how to do it, but we're just going to step in in faith and we're just going to do this thing. It looks like a passionate church that worships wholeheartedly. So we, I read a couple words last week and this is just my thought on paper. The word of God produces repentance the Word of God produces even a grief in our heart but the Word of God also produces joy this is a message of hope and joy Gina texted me and she said keep hearing sirens keep hearing sirens I even opened up my window there was no sirens, but I keep hearing sirens. Why are we hearing sirens? Are you hearing sirens? Yesterday, Jean and I start hearing the sirens. You and I need to know that this is urgent and it's going to require every one of us to step in to this next season with wholeheartedness. The word of God produces grief and repentance and joy, which then requires a wholehearted response back to God, which we talked about Wednesday a little bit. And then, and then once our response hits heaven, you know what his response is? I have my army boots on. Because his response, you know what he said? I was laying in bed last night, and he said, my response back to you is I'm making an army. I'm going to read Mike's word real quick. At first, it was just the word mixture. As I prayed, the Lord said, I want to pour out my spirit and blood into these people, but they're not ready. Gosh, are we taking it serious? I feel like that's all I want to say today is are we taking it serious?'" This word is for me. The idea that God in His mercy is holding back, but if He pours out, because if He pours out on all the people, some would not survive. The idea of Gideon's army came to mind. A few are ready for the Holy Spirit full of strength, but most are living in mixture and they will be consumed and not survive. For the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It is able to judge the ideas and the thoughts of the heart. Hebrews 4.12. He said, I'm testing the hearts of my people to see if they can withstand the weight of my spirit on them in his full strength. Most have one foot in the church and one foot in Baal's camp. Does this grieve you? Like Gideon's army, I will choose some and not others. Their gifts will increase and they will show my power with signs and wonders and miracles. Do not be mistaken. Only the humble who don't seek their own glory but gives all the credit to me will stand under the weight of my presence. I am Yahweh and that is my name. I will not give glory to another or praise to idols or my praise to idols. Isaiah two eight For all who diligently seek me, I will pour out my blood on them and wash them as white as snow. I will purge them of sin, filthiness, and forgive them. Mike sent me this yesterday, and Mike's just taking care of me the last couple weeks. <laughs> People have been sending me these um, Give Him 15 by Clean At- or, um, Dutch Sheets, I'm sorry. Almost every day this week, I've gotten at least one each day of, I don't listen to it faithfully, but, so I really appreciate when our people do send it to me because I don't always catch it. Um, But this whole week, it was just really interesting. Um, It's about a dream that was given by um, Greg Hood, and so all week Dutch has elaborated on that dream and I, and all that's really important, but that's not why I'm saying this. The Lord reminded me that this man, Greg Hood prophesied over Scott and me. And so for days I felt like that the Lord has been telling me to go back and listen to that. So finally last night before bed, I go back and I listen to this 15 minute prophetic word from Greg Hood. This is not about me and Scott but I don't take lightly what God is saying that he wants to do in this place. And remember last week, whenever I said, Scott is a mighty oak and he's apostolic in nature, which I feel like I've known that for years, but I, I listened to this and Greg Hood with the authority that this man carries says, you are an apostle, not only to your church, not only to your region, but even to the state of Indiana and beyond that. And I don't, I don't, please know my heart. I am not saying this to say, oh, look what God is saying about that. Because my heart is for you to go into his presence and to know him and to receive your identity as a son and a daughter And for you to walk out in the purpose and the calling and the anointing that is on your life. My desire is for us to be fully functioning in the wholeness and in the fullness of the Holy Spirit in this place. And so I'm like listening to this and I'm like, God, you really want to raise up mighty men and women. God wants to do this more than we want to do this. And so he's bringing it back around and he's saying it's up to you. It's up to you. So I'm going re- to sort through what Mike sent me. I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before. I think it was yesterday morning whenever Mike sent this, but this is really powerful because I desire that we are all moved with a heart posture of repentance, so I am going to try to elaborate on what true repentance looks like. Because what the, what the church, maybe on purpose or not on purpose, it, 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 repentance has turned into this thing of things that we don't do rather than things that we do do. When we repent, we stop smoking pot. Or we stop having sex outside of marriage, or we stop gossiping. But that's not true repentance. What I'm talking about is a very much a live part of us serving God. But listen to what true repentance is. Dutch elaborated on this and he said that every time that God was about in the Old Testament, that God was about to move the Israelites into like a new season or like into a place of conquering the days before. Listen, guys, listen, listen, listen. We have 21 days of consecration coming up. This is very key and it's a very serious. Hear the alarm sounding. But But God would call them and God would say, come to me. For three days before you cross over that Jordan and you enter into the promised land, come to me. True repentance is going to him. It's not stopping smoking your cigarette. Stopping smoking your cigarette is not what saves you. Stopping watching pornography is not what saves you, but turning away from and turning to him and going into his presence and locking eyes with him and being with him and saying, I am here for you. I have to know who you are. And whenever we meet God and we go into him, that's where holiness and salvation is imparted into us. So don't get it backwards because the church, um, I don't want to blame the church because I love the church, but confused men has turned it into works. And this is not about works, but I promise you when you're with him, you will get rid of the mixture. So Kadesh is the word that God used every time he was moving them into this new season of conquering. And this is what Kadesh is. Separate unto. To draw near. Connection. Family, not perfection. Kadesh, let's do it real simple. Kadesh is what we do. The other word that I'm going to elaborate on is called, I don't know how you pronounce it, but Nezer, 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 which is what we don't do. But God is always calling us into the Kadesh of what we do before what we don't do. He is not telling you to clean yourself up and then come to me. It's always Kadesh. Come into me. It's quality time. Everybody say, quality time with Jesus. It's worship. It's devotion. It's when he is your source. Miles, my grandson, is battling cellulitis in his eye. And... It started Friday night but by yesterday afternoon it was it was bad and they took him to the doctor and then they sent him to the hospital they thought that it was behind as I'm saying all this to remind ourselves that he is the source he is the healer Yes we're doing doctors yes I mean that's not what I'm saying but me and Lauren we just leaned in to the healing power of God and w- and we say, God, you're the source of Miles' healing. Do you have a money situation? Just take a deep breath. Say, he's my source. Do you have a marriage situation? He's my source. I trust you, Jesus. Holy, the word holy comes from, the, from Kadesh, separated unto God. God. So the other word is just as, I don't know if just as powerful, just as needful. Nazir. It's a vow to separate from certain things. How many of you guys have heard about the Nazarite vow in the Old Testament? Where they, they, I mean, I didn't study hardcore but usually in the Old Testament, whenever this Nazarite vow was taken, it was because of um, some sort of blessing or goodness that happened in their life. So they're like, I, I am giving up this, recognizing what God did in, in my life, and they wouldn't cut their hair during the season, they wouldn't drink wine, they wouldn't drink juice, they wouldn't eat raisins and, or seeds. There was one other thing they couldn't be around. Right? They didn't cut their hair, and they couldn't be around dead bodies. And we we've seen this a lot in the church today, where young men and women are, are giving the same vow, where they're giving up food and time, like forty days of no food. Of it's my point is 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 they're giving up a thing in order to draw close but guys let's not get confused get not eating for the next three weeks will not make you holy but if we could, if we position our heart with kadesh that he's calling us in to be with him and that our heart posture is wholehearted towards him, then we can begin to be like the Nazarite vow and give up the things for the purpose of consecration and for the purpose of cleansing and making space and room for him. God wants to restore the awe. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I don't care if you're brand new at this or if you're 50 years into this right now, we're going to go to that place of the beginning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. There has been so much mixture in the church and in our homes. I remember, I remember as a teenager knowing that I was living in sin But I never pretended, this is how much time has changed. I never pretended that it was okay to live in sin. I just knew I was living in sin. But today it's not like that. Our sons and our daughters have been so, not just our sons and our daughters, but me and you as well, we have been so infiltrated with mixture with mixture that we have changed what is right and wrong, and we have said what is wrong is not really wrong. I want to live in purity, and I want you to live in purity. I want you to know that sin is sin, and that that mixture cannot sustain the move of God. God wants to restore the awe. We're not even really that moved. We come to church and God shows up and we're not even really that moved. Like we're not that impressed. It's not okay, guys. It's not okay. If we really went into his presence, we couldn't live. If we really went into his presence, we would fall as a dead man. We have all these layers of our, over our heart that has protected us from love, from protected us from rejection, from all these things, and it's actually pushed out the love of your Father. It's actually pushed out this awe and wonder of who He is. Most of us don't even know if we're excited about going to heaven because who wants to spend all of eternity just singing a song? But do you know him? If you know him, you're ready to go today. (laughs) Your heart longs to be with all of who he is. He wants to restore the awe. He wants to restore the fear of the Lord. That whenever we do worldly things, that we no longer just say, Uh, we no longer ignore the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I just declare over this place that you who hear my voice, there is a new fresh wind season of conviction of the Holy Spirit. And you with joy are going to respond to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. God wants to come here with revival. God wants to heal through you. God wants to build a school, a ministry school through you. I was listening to this last night. Morgan, go ahead and get your scripture ready. I was listening to this word from Greg Hood, and do you know what he said about your church? He said the young adults are going to flood this place in such a way that they are coming in flocks looking for the real and sick of the religion. That is you but it really is going to require your wholehearted yes. Come on, Morgan. Your wholehearted yes to sustain the thing that God wants to move, what God wants to do, because the thing of it is, is he wants to build, he wants to build this thing through the people that are sitting in these seats right now. This is not a Scott and Lori thing. This is not a Jason and Julianne thing. Morgan's gonna pray, declare this is a scripture that we have prayed for years over our young adults
0: so it's Psalms 110 verse 3 your people will be your love offerings in the day of your mighty power you will be exalted and in the brightness of your holy ones you will shine as an army arising from the womb of the dawn anointed with the dew of your youth Just for a second,
1: your people will be your love offerings. I've laid on my living room floor and I'm like, God, they're your love offerings. They're your love offerings. Jacob is your love offering Lucas is your love offering Morgan is your love offering they are pouring it all out they are given their whole life Marty is your love offering Cecilia is your love offering these ones are your mighty ones that they're pouring out every ounce of life inside of them and they are giving you they're all Seth Williams you're his love offering Jordan Williams you're his love offering come on No more half-heartedness, guys. I'm just drawing a line in the sand and I'm sick of being half-hearted and I'm sick of seeing people be half-hearted because when we're half-hearted, we're bound and we're confused and we're full of fog and we're full of mixture and we're full of all the stuff besides being fully in him. I'm over it. (sighs) Your people will be your love offerings in the day of your mighty power. You will be exalted and the brightness of your holy ones, right, Hannah? In you, in the wild light that comes out of you, in the brightness of his holy ones, God. God's glory will be released in the earth through Hannah because she carries the brightness of his holiness. Yes. You will shine, he says, and in the brightness of your holy ones, you will shine. And an army is arising. An army is arising, an army is arising, an army is arising. You are his army. I wore these combat boots today because I'm a part of this army. I'm in, I'm saying yes, I'm saying yes, I'm saying yes. I am laying down the things. The next three weeks, I I want to give my all. I want this fast to be like no fast that I've ever experienced in my life. And I am telling you, I've had some wild encountering fasts with God over the years. But this one's going to be different how many wants a different one because he is raising up an army guys are you ready do you feel that this is not like it was in 2022 because he's raising up an army and the last line says anointed with the dew of their youth so there you go grandmas grandpas you're gonna be anointed with the dew of your youth grandmas and grandpas you're in your intercessions your counsel to the young ones, your hugs to the young ones. I am telling you, you are game changers. We need you. God is going to anoint you with the dew of your youth. It's the word of the Lord. Will you take it on as you? Will you take it on? of this is what He's called us to, that this is what He are you in my? Are you on the team? I'm going to read this. Oh, it's time for altar time. Go ahead, team. Let's get the worship ministry up here. Consecrate a fast. So I'm going to read in Joel, and then I'm going to read one more scripture, and then we're going to do ministry. I want you right now to begin to purpose in your heart what you want to do at this altar. It's on you. I feel like I want to beg, but I refuse to beg. He wants your wholehearted yes. Consecrate a fast, proclaim a solemn assembly. Gather the elders and the inhabitants of the land to the house of the Lord your God and cry out. The enemy has shut our mouth for too long. Men, I want to hear your cry. Your cry will unlock wild, the most wild things that we will ever experience in this place. Blow a trumpet in Zion. Go ahead, Scott, blow that trumpet if it's in your hand. Sound an alarm. Sound an alarm. Let the inhabitants of that land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. I'm not going to read all this, just go read Joel 1 2 and all that. Verse 7, no, I'm going to go over here. And yet now declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Return to me. Restore the fear of the Lord. Restore it in me, oh God. Years ago, years ago, whenever I, back whenever I was leading worship and we were up at camp, circle j ranch back then but i was the worship leader this year and i this one year and i remember i remember sitting there on the bench before i got up to lead worship that night and i felt i felt i felt the scripture with my whole heart that god said prophesy into the dry bones life And I wanted to with my whole heart and God kept saying, not, not yet. You can say it, but it's not time. Meaning it wasn't time for like that fire that was inside of me that I I saw those kids out there. And I just wanted to prophesy the life, this army to arise. He said, Not yet. And I didn't, I didn't release it that night because God said, Not yet. This is the day that I get to release it to you. for me of my heart guys are you addressing the dead places of your heart that excludes nobody in the room oh I'm going to read it I'm going to read it and he says this is the time he's finally letting me 12, 14 years later it's the time. Ezekiel 37, the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and he set me down in the middle of the valley, and it was full of bones. And he caused me to pass among round about them, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and lo, they were very dry. me son of man can these bones live and I answered oh Lord only you know again he said guys I feel like there's gonna be power that is going to be released receive it don't let it pass you by he said prophesy over these and say to these bones oh dry bones as I was commanded and as I prophesied, there was a noise, there was a noise, there's a rattling, there's a noise, there's a rattling, there's a noise, there's a a rattling. And the bones come together bone to bone. And I looked and behold, sinews were on them and flesh grew. We get to see this with our own eyes in this place, God. Don't let this Word, this power, the Word of God every band that wants to hold you back in this place. I just say every hindrance has to go. Fear of man, all those things, they have to go. The first thing that I'm calling out is if you need, if if you, the call is repentance. The call is repentance. And I ask you to get out of your seat and run to the altar and say God I am coming into, I am coming into, I am coming into your presence. The, the call is repentance and if that is you today, God I am coming into, I am separating myself from where I was before and I am just coming into a new life of devotion, a new life of surrender, a new life of worship, a new life of friendship. joy and our gift that He gets to come and do it through us. Right? So God, we cry out, fill us with your power! God,
0: fill us with your power!
1: to do something will get us nowhere and I don't even want you to follow me I don't even want you to follow me I mean unless I'm going after him but there's a profound invitation to be wholehearted in this fast there are people in this room that you know God is calling you to no food We, we, like to, we like to sugarcoat it and just be like, and, and don't get me wrong. We're, don't get me wrong. Do whatever he's calling you to do. But I know that he, I know that we, I know that there is a capacity in us to give more than what we think we can give. And it's, it's not about how much we can give, but it's like a prophetic declaration of how desperate we are for Him. So we're going to go into this all together. Everybody say, all together.
0: All together.
1: Wholehearted. Everybody say, wholehearted. And we will not let up. At the end of the 21 days, we're not gonna let up in our pursuing Him. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. And I'm gonna use that same analogy of delete, of the delete button. If you get into this fast and you have a bad day and you end up at McDonald's and you eat a big old Big Mac and French fry and Coke, don't you dare stay off that wagon. You know what God does? Go to him with it. God, I don't want to be weak in this. I want to give you my all. Please forgive me. And he pushes delete. And you're getting back up on that wagon. Every one of you are getting back up on that wagon. We're doing this. Do I fully understand fasting? No. But I don't have to. So we're going to do the Kadesh We're separating ourselves unto him. And then we're going to do the Nazir, which is our physical body is going to do the thing that he's called us to. All right. Are you good? Let's just give him a thank offering. Okay. okay, let's let's position our heart before the Lord. You guys have been engaged for a long time and we're just gonna stay there for another minute. Thank you God, for your great mercy. Thank you God, for your great grace. We recognize it's because of your great love that you are pursuing us. You are radically coming after our heart. You want to be with us more than anything. And we thank you, God, for your radical love. And we ask you, God, that in our weakness, that even our weak yes, we still say yes. Thank you for what you've done Thank you for what you're doing, and thank you for what's yet to happen. Bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us this week. Until next time.